0: It's Aggie football time, coming at you live from the Bar Top Banner headquarters in Cypress, Texas. This is the Gig'em Guys with Josh Roach and Dustin Adler. Howdy, Aggie fans. You got Josh and Dustin here from the Bar Top Banner studios in Cypress, Texas, talking about a little Aggie football. Before we get started, I want to make sure to thank the sponsor today. That is going to be none other than Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve's been around since... 1812, Boston. Dustin. Wow. Long before my time. Long before any of our times. <laughs> 20 gold medals, 200 different flavors. You can taste all of them. I can taste all of them right now. It is delicious. <laughs> Woodford Reserve taking care of us today. Please make sure you go to your liquor stores and take care of them because they're awesome. What a week in Aggie football. Oh, yes, sir. It is, man. I think uh, first to start off with, welcome new secondaries coach, Antonio Cromartie. Very exciting. What can you say about that guy? All-pro, Florida <laughs> State, man, he has done it all. It's, when you get someone like that, not only is it exciting because mm-hmm. you're getting someone that obviously was successful, two-time All-pro yep. in uh, the NFL, multi, multi-pro multi bowler, and you know led the league in interceptions, but having <laughs> someone there in your system, yeah. in, your, in your team, that's going to do nothing but help recruiting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I think there's some, you know, even some nice common ground there, Florida State. Guess who else, you know, just recently coached there? I'm,
0: you know, I'm not sure. Maybe you can maybe you can help me out a little bit on that. There's <clears> a, <throat> a coach came from there. Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, Fisher, something like that, fishing around there. Oh Jimbo? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old Jimbo's from there, man. We love us some Jimbo here. Yes, sir. But th- that's a hell of a way to start off the week, hearing something it like is. that. That uh, that really gets you going, really makes you excited. And uh, from all the AGs, Antonio, welcome, welcome to the party. Yes, um, thank you. I remember watching his game with the hundred and nine yard. <laughs> Field goal missed, taken to the house. Holy cow. That was impressive.
1: A yep. First record
0: on that one, man. Uh, In the a, NFL. Yeah, there's a couple more that have done it now, but he was the first. And yep. that, that's one of the things. More big news coming out of Kyle Field. <laughs> the biggest news probably for everyone that was missing the tailgates, everyone that was missing the party at Kyle Field. Ooh. It was announced, hopefully, percent, mm-hmm. 100%, 100% capacity.
1: 100% capacity. So, if, I don't know if anybody else heard that yet, but, yeah, that is awesome news. Hopefully, it, it comes true, man. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, I mean we're we're social people, man, and it really pumps up the you know the stadium. Um, that's what Caulfield is known for is being literally one of, if not the loudest stadiums uh, in the nation.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you think of Mullen last year, and he yeah. said specifically, he's like the crowd affected us with that with that big loss, and the twelfth man is always ready to go and. Yep obviously we we had some students there, but still not the same. game day isn't the same. so I'm very excited to to see that coming back. Yes, I am too. I mean, just being a
1: former student, being there, I mean, there's nothing like it being around uh, all your other friends just. Cheering on your team, like, to be there together, it's just a great,
0: great atmosphere. You know, last week we talked about the tailgate, and to me that's just as important part, but... Yes. Just the this conversation we're having today about Aggie football, having that with your friends, having a cold beer, and then going in the stadium yep. and seeing the band actually march in. You know, they still had the band last year, but it was taped. You know, yeah. they weren't yeah. actually... Doing the marches because that's just that's exciting too. Like all the little things you forget about getting a lemon chill when it's 172 <laughs> degrees. When you don't have a lemon chill in Cowfield, you may die. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you die. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and this, even thinking about the small things, not it, it, was fun and such, but walking up the ramp, going all the way up. I mean, it is a new stadium now, it's a little different, but
0: you're not, you're not herding like cattle as much <laughs> as you were doing the circles back yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just pulled up a little more about Mr. Cromarty. Okay. I want to make sure I give him his proper accolades Yes. with the accolades that he had. 31 career interceptions, 416 tackles with the 109-yard return, four Pro Bowls, and an All-Pro in 2007 where he led the league in interceptions. Sounds
1: like a great hire.
0: Our defense definitely stepped up last year. Yes, it c- did. Kind of compared to what we have seen in the past. Yeah. Um, I still think our Achilles heel was our secondary at times. How do you think his experience and overall knowledge of the game is going to help That secondary at Am. Well, (laughs) yeah, that experience—that's
1: where it's key. Um, Having that and knowing that, um, staying in the background. When when you're in the secondary, whether safety or DBs, you're the quarterback in the background, essentially. um, Reading the field, seeing where the ball's going, and understanding—you know what's going on. Yeah, you just have a bigger overall picture. So with this experience and just be able to. Integrate that into people um, and just knowing what to look for and how to read a little quicker um, and being – whether you not backpedal first, <laughs> yeah, moving yeah. forward first. Um, just that experience, it's going to just really excel those players. I think it's going to excite them too, knowing that here they have someone with his caliber coming in and someone that's, Someone that's
0: done it all. Exactly. Not yeah. You're not yeah. just saying he was a good college player. He was a great college player, a great yeah. professional player. Yeah. And, you know, him being on this. Jimbo, you know, we talk about Jimbo. Jimbo's amazing. There yes. is no ifs, ands, and buts about it. But he has compiled an amazing, amazing assistant coach, like just group, Mike Elko, mm-hmm. Antonio Cromartie. And you can go down the list and list and list. Yeah. You know, they're, they're shelling out some dough <laughs> in, in, in College Station right now. We and have it. depending on the next couple of years, it will depend if it's worth it or not, but you've got to be excited just by the talent on the mm-hmm. field and the talent In the press box, because it's it's going to be exciting times. Yes, yes. Uh, I can't disagree with you at one single bit. You know, uh, last week we talked about over, are we in the slump or over the Aggie Hump, all the different things going on there. It made me think, you know, about some of the talented times we had people and didn't quite live up to expectations all the time. You know, Johnny's second year, exciting, but didn't live up to it. Secondary being, Mm. defense overall just being a huge, huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Knight, we get him for a year in 6-0, and top 10 defense, mm. being a huge issue down the stretch. I think talk about being over the hump and staying out of the slump, this is the guy that can get it done.
1: Yes. No, no, I agree. Yeah, that's just – I think everybody out there can agree with us that it's been tough with, with our secondary um, consistently for a while now. So having this come in, you know, it's going to take a moment, um, you know, just to teach these guys, you know, it's – You got some that got some experience, but you got some young ones coming up in it. So um, just give it a little bit of time, just like Fisher coming in. Um, We've already seen what he's done um, in this recent (laughs) short stint so far. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully Cromarty, you know, he's just going to come in and light it up. And I think he can um, just really – Bring some new energy uh, to that to that area at that second level Yeah, on the defense.
0: I mean, it's exciting times in college stations. Ex- exciting times in the SEC right now. Um, this weekend, lots of spring games going on. Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, if you're free this weekend, turn it on SEC Network. Check out who our competition is going to be, yep. see what's going on. It's, you know, football season is coming quick. Last week we talked about plays. Yes. You know, we kind of talked about historically. What are our favorite plays? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming from that, I think it's a good time to talk about our favorite players and why are they our favorite players. <laughs> You know, a lot of people are going to go straight to Johnny and Mike Evans and some people, and, and maybe that's one of yours. It's not one of mine, but maybe it's one of yours. College Station, Magical Place, Kyle Field, magazine things happen. Yes. Who's your favorite player all time <laughs> and yeah. why? And why. So, right it, he literally left right before I
1: started. I started A&M in 2009. Okay. Um, so, prior to that, um, it's the lane train. Oh, Javorski. Javorski Lane. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, my bill's different. You know, I was, um, when we were just speaking about cornerbacks, DB, secondary, that's what I played in high school, you know. So, that's got my heart. That's where I played. Um, But, obviously, I think every man kind of dreams about holding that pigskin, running, scoring touchdowns. Javorski Lane holds the A&M record for most touchdowns at
0: 49. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, I mean I don't know a lot about Javorsky. I mean, I know he was he was a fullback for a little bit and then his junior and senior, I think he transitioned to so running back, if I'm correct, maybe no, wrong. Vice first versa. Vice versa? So okay.
1: First three years he was running back and who was it, Sherman that came in and put him at fullback his senior year.
0: Okay, was it Gray that took over, or do you know?
1: Uh da, 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 da. no, no. It's... I know someone I, we look can, back. I know someone we can ask someone. in a little a okay, little bit. Yeah. I know I know someone. <laughs> we'll we'll buzz him in, yeah. Um no, but uh, funny thing, yeah, I mean, a big dude um, at, at running back, so that, that was always a thing with, with his weight. But the thing is, whenever he got hold that ball, he, even just early on in his stint, if he ever got the ball third down or fourth down, he was either scoring, uh, scoring a touchdown or getting a first down. So yeah. he, just, he really lit it up, um, being that, I mean, just being a big-body dude and just – just bulldozing people, so. and
0: he—I mean—he had a hell of a high school career too.
1: <laughs> yeah, f- funny thing, and can uh, give a shout out to one of his alumni from high school so okay. from Lufkin. So, with me being a Cowboys fan, Dez Bryant. So, okay, he he actually played with him. Little, he's a little bit older than Dez, um, but <clears throat> was it he? He was actually on the passing end of Dez Bryant's first high school touchdown. So, no, ki- I, I didn't. Know, I didn't know yeah. Dez was a uh, quarterback in high school. No, 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 Dez is. Uh, Lane was on the
0: passing end. The passing end. He was a quarterback. Yeah. I, well. 21 pitch pass, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. what Hefty what they, lefty. Garrett Lorenzen <laughs> out of Kentucky. That's a big quarterback. Maybe he can
1: comment at some point and let us know what, <laughs> yeah. what went down that hey. day.
0: I'm looking at you, Javorski. <laughs> You're bored. Need something to do? Leave a comment. Yeah, yeah. So, give guys. We're waiting. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was always very exciting to watch. Yeah,
1: yeah. He he, he was put, definitely one to really
0: pump up the stadium. Just yes, at that full capacity. I mean, so. he was. He was. He was Tombs. Yeah, Re- reimagined. Re- yeah, exactly. Re- very, very exactly. I, th- I think that's a good pick. Um, I, I like that pick. That, that's a good one. I mean, mine is um, the young man out of Burnet, Texas, I mean, Stephen McGee. Um, a lot of ags may question this because he didn't, when you think of the overall wins and losses, he really wasn't the most winning quarterback, but there was a lot of things I respected about Stephen McGee. You know, he was the number one pro style quarterback coming out of high school in Texas. That's right. Could win anywhere. Loved A&M and his receiver was Jordan Shipley. So they're graduating at the same time. Shipley. And Shipley goes to Texas, plays there for 37 years on 22 medical red shirts, (laughs) um, gets to play there forever. And Steven goes to A and M. When he gets to A and M, the Fran shows up. Yeah. and we all have some bad memories of the Fran at times. I know I do. But it changes the offense to an option an option offense. Yep. So you have the number one quarterback in the state who can throw it a country mile, yep, running the option. In today's atmosphere, in today's outlook, they would have transferred
2: a quarterback yes. that yeah. is a
0: passing quarterback coming into an option system would have left because yeah. that's going to hurt your pro stock. Yep. Everything that you excel in is going to be worse. But Steven stayed and played through the pain, you know, he stuck out the option system. He beat Texas 3 times. 3 times in his okay. in his Four time years. in Yeah, in his time in Agland. He beat them 3 times, which is remarkable it's, at that time because yeah. they were we yeah. weren't winning a whole lot, unfortunately, yeah, against no. the against the T-Sips. It wasn't happening very often. In the
1: mid to late 2000s,
0: and he had the amazing drive in Austin to beat number four Texas. Mm-hmm. You know that that's still in my mind. But it very well could have cost him a national championship that year. And mm-hmm. it was it was his drive, his mentality, and again, the next thing I want from the Studio Bar, whatever you want to call this place in my house, is a um, <laughs> is a Stephen McGee framed autograph. I agree.
1: I, yes.
0: Yeah, I would love to see that. I mean, there's plenty of other people I can talk about, and my big thing was always the kind of the underdogs, the pe- the, not the human highlight reels, the superstars. Those were always my favorite people. You know, Ryan Swope turned into a superstar. He's one of my favorite. He is, yep. He's got a place in my heart. Um, Fuller played really well at A&M, didn't do a whole lot in the pros, but he, he was one of my favorite. Dan Campbell, who's the coach of Detroit out of Glenrose, Texas, one of my favorites. Uh, got to give him some love. Yep. Cyrus Gray, there's just so many people that – you know, we're under – I mean, Von Miller, you think about him, he was a two-star, got promoted to three-star recruit coming out of high school. That is true. And was the man All-American.
1: Yeah. So – Look what he's doing now. <laughs> what,
0: what, what is he doing now? I don't know – What is he not? <laughs> what hasn't he done? Even in, in some allegations on him too, but I won't believe it until I so see yeah. You know, uh, he still comes back to AM and works at the Dixie Chicken. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah I did not know that. Because he has uh, – he was coming back to get his – Something with chickens, the poultry degree and like reproduction. Oh. Okay. And he did like a whole weekend at the Dixie Chicken running the register. <laughs> I mean, if that isn't a humble man, I don't know what is. Yeah. So those are some of our favorite players. I think it's about that time. I think so. I, I think, think it, so. I think there's someone we need to call. As long as I can do it right, because technology there it is. There it is. Coming over the line. We got Mr. Al Agner. Let's see if he picks up again. <laughs> Come on out.
2: Josh, Justin, how we doing today,
0: fellas? Hey, man, we don't seem like we're doing as good as you. I hear I hear some partying in the background.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, I'm walking outside, man, just sitting out here drinking cold beer.
0: There we go. Everyone, this is Al Agnew <clears throat> from Longview, Texas, joining us on the out Al-, Al segment. Hey, buddy, we were just talking about some big news. Um, you know, we were going to speak about Cromartie, but I think the bigger news, it was just announced, the president saying Kyle Field's going to be at 100%. What do you think?
2: Oh, yeah, how about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's exciting stuff, right there, man. I sure hope it uh, it holds up. But we got a long way till football season starts.
0: That's yeah, the, that's yeah. the truth. You, you never know. You never know <clears throat> what's, what's going to happen in there. And what, what's your feelings on Kamardi welcoming him to College Station?
2: Man, I'm excited about that. I think that was uh, a pretty interesting hire. You know, I didn't uh, I didn't look at it too much. I guess he played for Jimbo down in fort State.
0: Um, I'm not when did sure. he play for? I think he left the year before Jimbo got there. The year before okay. Jimbo okay. got there, he was leaving.
2: No, oh, okay. Well, no, I know he was a uh, he was a hell of a player in the NFL. I'm sure he's got plenty of these guys. That's an exciting hire. <laughs> we were
0: <clears throat> we were we were just speaking about that. That uh,
2: you know mm-hmm. the, the
0: secondary at times have been our Achilles' heel. So it's exciting to see someone that's not only excelled in college, high school, and an all pro and you know, might might have an argument, and be a second or third ballot Hall of Famer, but has a chance of getting in, and he's yeah. going to be in College Station, to help that defense. Yep,
2: that's awesome.
0: So, man, who's back there? I hear somebody.
2: Oh, there's somebody out here on the porch. We're at Papacitas.
0: Oh man, got it, Papacitas. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know yet. I'm having some Dosakis right now. That's about it. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm,
0: I'm gonna have to break some
2: bad news to you, Al. What you got? I drank
0: about half that bottle of Woodford Reserve I was going to give you, so i got to buy you a new one. <laughs> oh,
2: you. man. A little low
0: over here. <laughs> that's
2: okay, man. I ain't worried about that. Um, but anyway, uh, you know,
0: last week we were talking about the quarterback situation, what we were thinking about going to happen. Um, you know, you think about – we're talking about the running backs this week. So many great running backs have came through here, everything from John David Crow, Jamar Toombs, Cyrus mm-hmm. Gray, Travion, and then the Thomas Hill – uh, McRoy of 28 and o at Kyle field not losing at home you have this great lineage of running backs that's right just like our quarterback situation we got a, a room full of amazing running backs
2: man we really do we've got a we've got a three-headed monster back there um i mean it's an exciting exciting position on the field for sure i think it's it's going to be our strength for no doubt about it as long as uh as long as our o line can can uh, get up speed quick and and kind of help block for them. But, I mean, we were second – we were, you know, the second-best rushing team in the SEC last year, and I think mm-hmm. we can do it again or better as long as our O-line can, can get some experience and get up to speed quick, so we'll see. <clears throat> but, you know, I'll just run through all three of them here. I mean, Isaiah Spiller, um, he's obviously the, the starter. He's kind of – you know, he's he's a junior. He's uh, more of a power running back. I mean, he comes in at 225 pounds, but still has a lot of speed and quickness and make pe- make people miss. still agile,
1: yeah. Um,
2: but, and, you know, he's great in pass protection. But uh, let's see here. In, 2000, in 2019, his freshman year, I mean, he was averaging five yards a carry as a freshman. Ran Jeez. for almost 1,000 yards, 946 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And uh, had another 203 yards out of the backfield catching. Um, and he was an all-freshman uh, team of SEC his freshman year.
0: And you and you, can't, you and, can't ask more of a freshman than what he put out that year. This is, oh, no
2: doubt about it. I don't no think doubt about
0: it.
1: You know, I, we're excited about him coming out of the Houston area. But
0: Well, yeah, he just was perfect. he he was he was really the backup. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Corbin got hurt, and he's back in Florida State now. But Corbin was a starter, and a Spiller right. came out of nowhere. Yeah,
2: yeah. So. That's right. I mean, he was – yeah, he, we knew he was going to be good, but we just didn't know how quickly he was going to – going to show these flashes, and he's turned into a great back force, there's no yes. doubt. And especially this year, I mean, you know, he ran for a 1,000 yards this year. So, I mean, he he ran for a 1,000 career yards in his first 14 games. Say, I, mean. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, that's pretty crazy. And
1: just on top of it, because we lost Travion, you know, the year before. So that's right. Like, what are we going to do, you know? And he – he just really filled that in and like we nothing changed. Yeah, you he, we
0: we didn't miss a beat and when you lose yeah. someone like Travion you should miss a beat and we didn't.
2: That's exactly so right. C-
1: single season rushing record for AM. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. But I tell you what, the uh, the one play I wanted to highlight with Spiller was uh was in the Florida game. I think this was probably the biggest play of the year to catapult us into the season that we had And that fourth and two play against Florida where he bounced it out the left side on about the 20-yard line and struck and that Florida linebacker and ran it in for a touchdown. <laughs>
0: he pulled the Mike Allstock truck stick right there.
2: <laughs> oh, man, it was a great play. And I'm telling you, I mean, you know, they gave us the lead right there early in the fourth quarter and we pulled that game out. But I think that was the biggest play of the year for us right there.
0: Yeah, that changed, um, that changed and, the momentum of the season.
2: <clears throat> yeah, and not to mention, I mean, this kid – you know, he hurt, I don't really even know when he hurt his foot, but he hurt his foot somewhere toward the end of the season, yeah. and he kept playing through. He fractured his toe, and he just kept on playing. It. I mean, he's a beast. Um, he finally had to get out of the Orange Bowl and uh, let somebody take over for him. But man, I mean, playing through something like that is, uh
0: <laughs> That takes
2: a lot of a lot of guts.
0: <laughs> you decide for the MVP so. of the as ball. as well as Hank Hill said, "Oh yeah, he was he was taking a salt tablet."
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, let's move on to Nye Smith here because I think this is my favorite player on the team. Yeah. Um, he is just a freak athlete. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, 2019, he was used mostly as a receiver his freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he wasn't used very much because, you know, the coaches just – I just don't think they were uh, – didn't know he was going to be this ready this quick. And yeah. so once they figured out what he had and the flashes that he showed, I mean, they just had to find a way to keep him on the field. Um, so, freshman he only had 22 catches for 248 yards and three touchdowns. But he uh, was also in week four. They decided that he needed to be returning punts because he's got some stinking hands on him, and he—I uh, mean, he can—he can made people miss, you know. And I don't know about y'all, but when was the last time we watched a bunch of people return punts and them and never worried about them catching it?
1: True. Okay. That's true. I mean, they even, started kicking it away from him. Like they yeah. did want him getting Oh back. yeah. Yeah. yeah and
2: then, I yeah. mean, any anytime a punch up in there, I'm just like, well, he's got it. Yeah. yeah, be yeah.
0: Because that's, you're you know, not holding
2: he, your breath anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, because the sad thing was, you know, we had an amazing person in Christian Kirk, but that senior year, he started dropping yeah. the punts too. Like you started seeing it and you were talking about plays by Spiller. I think about that play, from uh, Smith, even though we lost against Alabama, where he just tight roped it down there and got us back in the game. Oh,
2: that's exactly right. That was a, that was what I was going to say. That was a great play. That was his best play of the year for sure. Um, so I'm really excited about him. I mean, you can line him up anywhere on the field—running back, slot receiver, wide out. I mean, he's going to hurt you from any position on the field. Yep. And, you know, you just can't find a linebacker or a safety to line up with him at the slot,
0: <laughs> not not, and, not a chance, and expect no. to
2: cover him. No, it's just not going to
0: happen.
2: No. So I'm excited about him for sure. Um, But then we've got the sophomore, true freshman last year, Devon A. Chain. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a freaking stud this guy is. He is fast. He is really fast.
0: He was SEC uh, uh, freshman track of the week a couple weeks ago.
2: That's exactly right. I mean, he ran a 20.31 second 200 (laughs) meter, which is the third best time in the NCAA right now.
0: That ain't, so you're saying so
2: you're saying that ain't bad. Yeah, how about that? But uh, so I mean, you know, he didn't get a lot of carries, obviously, because Filler was uh, was leading the way for us and getting 20, 30 touches a game. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, anytime we're going to need him to step in, he's going to be ready. We saw it in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, I mean, exactly. What a, what a game he had there! 140 yards and two touchdowns. Um, where he, you know, ran for that 76 yard run after. It looked like they were going to tackle him after six yards, and then next thing you know, there's nobody within 30 or 40 yards of him.
0: <laughs> you know what that play reminded me of? It reminded me hmm. of Forrest Gump when they're chasing him with the truck and the camera goes away and comes back, and he's just 100 <laughs> yards ahead. That's what H. Hamlet was like running down
2: there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Oh, man. But, well, yeah, just, this is an exciting position.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, with all three of these guys, like the defense, it, they're they're completely different, all three of them and it's just they're not going to have any rest with whichever one we put in the backfield.
0: Yeah. The def- That's right. De- yeah. Defenses are in a lot of trouble as long as, yeah. you know, we'll talk about in the next episode or two, as long as the Maroon Goons hold it up, man, it's going to be a mm-hmm. scary, scary time for the D lines and the middle linebackers knowing what this – because they're all different. They're just so different. They're yeah. all different running backs. It's going to be difficult. Yep.
2: That's exactly right, man. I'm excited to see if we can, you know, become one of the best rushing teams in the nation. I think we can. Um, we've got the talent to do
0: it. I, I, d- so. I definitely agree. So it's that time of the podcast that we're going to make our decisions. Um, Al, you go first. You got three. They're all amazing. So there's no wrong answer. No one's going to argue and say it was a bad choice. Not, <laughs> not who's going to start, but who is going to be the most pivotal game-changing person in the running back position. Remember the running back position out of those three.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, I guess we're, call, we're calling a nice running back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's going to be a nice just because he can hurt you from different areas. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I got to stick with Spiller. As soon as he came in and filled in for Trayvon Williams the next year, I, he just really excited me. He, he's my favorite player on the field right now. So
0: There you go. With Spiller. So. You know, my favorite player also, believe it or not, is Spiller. But yeah. uh, we're all going to be different this time. I'm going to go with A-Chain. I think – he will be. Like the, he'll be the difference maker. He may not be. You know, I, I still think Spiller's going to be the captain of this team. He's yeah. gonna. He's gonna. You know, in the backfield at least. You know, Smith is going to be the offensive leader. I really think. Yeah. But in the backfield, you got Spiller, who's gonna, who's gonna impose his will. Because yeah. there's nothing that showed he wo- he won't. But I just think that change of pace after Spiller's been beating them down for a little while that. When A-Chain comes in, that defense tired, he's just going to – it's going to be a real thunder and lightning, I think. An old an old Cyrus <laughs> Gray-Javorski-Lane uh, combo. I think that's coming, but a better version of Javorski-Lane.
2: I like it.
1: I, I, I can – I'll totally agree with you on that. I take the words out of my mouth on that one.
0: Yeah. So, and before we let you go, Al, I got to ask, you weren't part of this conversation, but I'm going to ask you now. We had talked about our favorite players in Aggie history all time. Um, yeah. Dustin went with Javorski-Lane. Um, There you go. I went with Stephen McGee. We both had our different reasons, Lane just being that power runner. I like both of them. Reminded you of the bus, and I just respect (laughs) that Stephen didn't transfer like kids would now, that he wasn't in a passing offense and was in the option, and he beat Texas three times. That was my big thing.
2: Um, There you go, yeah.
0: So your favorite A&M player of all time can be in any time, and why?
2: Man, I don't know. I'm going to have to – I love Stephen McGee, but I'm going to have to go with Vaughn Miller on that one. Oh, there you go. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because I just I'll never forget that uh, that uh, Nebraska game where we won oh. nine to six yep. nine to six was. Was. Oh, man
0: so and good. rushed
2: the field I, I rushed yep. the field that day and it was the only time God it was awesome
1: believe it or not that was my first time I ever got to go to an A and M game in person was that good? are you kidding me yep. what a great game yep. that was it for was. a first one yeah
0: well, <laughs> well I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna be a little earlier later in life my first A and M no. game of all time was. A&M, Alabama 2, Johnny versus Nick Saban. That was my first game ever at Field. Oh
2: my goodness. Oh I mean, man, I don't remember my first one. I was carried in by somebody, I think.
0: My first actual game that I got to see a was Cotton Bowl. We dominated Oklahoma in person, so that was a great way to start going to a uh,
2: Oh yeah, there you go.
0: Well, Al, I know you're at happy hour, man. Um, I want to get throughout the invitation. I would love for you to be able to take a mini vacation and get down here to Cyprus. I think we got another mic. We could have a three-way talk, not sexual, everyone that's looking at me. <laughs> easy, Every, easy. When, I, when, when I said that, everyone in the room right now, because we have a small audience, <laughs> stared at me like I was about to go a little sketchy. But no, I think I think it'd be fun. You know, you come down for a couple of days. That'd be a blast. Go see your buddies in Sugarland. We could uh, make up missing the Masters and have a good time.
2: Man, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'd probably make that happen. All right. right. Well,
0: Al Agner, hey, we thank you for being on. We'll call you next week, man, and it's always a pleasure to have you. Al Agner from Long Beach, everybody. Thanks, Al.
2: Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see y'all later.
0: Again, Al just, his ability with just the stats is outstanding.
1: Sitting back on a random porch, Papacitos. Papacitos.
0: (laughs) He steps away from his happy hour to talk Aggie football (laughs) because they're like, can you do it? Because everything's running a little behind. He's like, happy hour will be fine without me. So, you got to love a guy like that. Hey, again, want to thank This episode being sponsored by Woodford Reserve. Man, they are taking care of us. They are taking care of me. They're taking care of these people in the room that you can't see to make sure we look so good. (laughs) So uh, Kyle and Sam, thank you all very much for making us look so good. And uh, thank you, Woodford Reserve, for letting us stay so hydrated. 20 gold medals, been around since 1812. 200 notes. I can taste about eight because I'm a hillbilly. But go out (laughs) to your liquor store make sure we're getting some Woodford Reserve and taking care of them. So, man, it's it's always exciting to have you here. You know, we have this run sheet and all these kind of different things going on. Um, I'm going to have to ask you a question. Okay. About, about A&M football.
1: <clears throat> all right.
0: Here comes a random. Not, not random. This is totally off the script. Yeah. No, we, neither one of us know what's about to, about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, other than A&M football, because okay. this is pretty much a football podcast. Yep. What is your other favorite A&M sports moment? It can be. Anything Ooh. but football. Baseball, basketball, volleyball, swimming, track, anything.
1: Mm. Gosh, what, what can I go with?
0: I stumped you, I mean, didn't I? I?
1: Yeah, you did. I'm bringing out the big hoss. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember who that was. It was after my time at A&M. I mean, really just the baseball games. like Oh, going yeah. to Bluebell? <laughs> Do
2: what? Going yeah. to the
1: park? Yeah, going to the park. Um Man, it, who who gonna go? I mean, because our pitchers are always great, always mm-hmm. threw out so many strikeouts, ten plus strikeouts, numerous games. Because go and get some free chicken. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I never, I never really went to
0: the baseball games, but the tradition there of the ball five, ball yeah. five, and that that's awesome. If if you've never seen the Indian game, I highly suggest uh, you check out any kind of baseball highlight reels. Uh, good, great team, very solid. Never get whole really far, very often in the. In the national tournament, you know? Yeah. But yeah. we're always in the regionals, always making a yeah. splash. Always got solid pitchers. Beautiful you know? field, beautiful yeah. everything in baseball. Yeah. It, you know,
1: that's close to home, too. Brenham, you know, that's uh, baseball country right there. So, a lot of greats
0: coming out of there. So You're, you're going to be devastated that you didn't think about what I'm about to say. Uh, okay. Here we because go. Because you can't forget AC Law making the three-pointer against Kevin Durant, killing the Longhorns <laughs> at Reed Arena. I'll, I I had that. Yeah. I was such a AC Law-like stan. Like yeah. like the Eminem song Stan, like I was so thinking that <laughs> AC Law was the man. I had that. Um, my mom lived in college station and mailed me the sports page of him with his left handed shot and I had it in my room. Like this, Did I wanna I wanna do this, right. I wanna do this one day. Um But yeah, you know, we talk about AM football. Don't forget about all the awesome things, you know. Our women, uh, basketball team, they're always outstanding, getting the sweet sixteen won a national championship.
1: Hey, our swim team.
0: Our swim team is outstanding. Our track team wins national championships.
1: Our our dance team.
0: I didn't know about our dance team.
1: So they just won uh, something they just went and won, oh, I don't know if they won or got second place, but they, they haven't done anything in years or it's like something new. So I was just reading about it, but showed go check out in. our dance team.
0: They they showed up and wrecked house. Awesome. So. you know, um next week I'm going really I'm I'm going off I'm going off script. Okay. I'm, I'm going rogue as they would say. <laughs> What do you want to talk about next week? What position are we talking about next week? Next week, you know, I
1: really want to dive into, you know, I, I don't know if I want to talk about an O-line yet. Okay. I think want to talk about our D-line.
0: D-line. I am yeah. thoroughly excited to see okay. what you – because we, we lost a big D-line member, a big Brown. one. Brown. We, we lost Brown, so yeah, I think that'll be exciting to see who, who fills that position. Yeah. And, you know, they did so well. It, was it what, – what's going to happen? Will they stay so strong or what it'll be? Yep. I'm very excited. Um, hey, we want to thank y'all all for always tuning in. You know, we're getting some views. This is episode number two of the Giggum Guys. <clears throat> um, you know, please leave some comments. Um, please think about what you want us to talk about. You know, we're, we try to talk about what's going on in the week in Aggie football and just in College Station. But uh, looking looking for the engagement, I'm going to make uh, Mr. Adler get his Facebook so he can promote us a little <laughs> bit more, and he'll, uh, he'll be reaching out to his Aggie fans. I do, I do. Yes, um, yes. Don't have a giveaway on the bottle this week because okay. I drink it. So... <laughs> But, it's, but, it's, but I'm part of the podcast host, so I can kind of do what I want.
1: There you go. Hey, there's forgiveness. So um, um, I, I do. For for the comments, you know, we shared who our favorite players are from AM. Go leave a comment. Give us some names out there that you like, yeah. your favorites.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what we're all about. And don't forget, we have other stuff going on. we got the Live at 5 that li- that goes at 6 on Facebook Live. I try to do two times a week and just mm-hmm. talk about anything, so mention it there. Um, me and Keith, we got Bar Top Banter, which is not for the faint of heart or kiddos, so parental <laughs> – guidance suggested i mean whenever you have to get bleeped out on your own podcast jesus christ (laughs) you know what i'm saying but again thank y'all so much hey we are the Giggum guys we love doing this um again leave comments follow us on instagram follow us on the tiktok follow us on the snapchat the facebook and please subscribe to youtube what are your parting words dustin what do you got for the fans the listeners the aggie nation you know what was it back uh
1: where we got the good old sign from that we that we throw around on the field you know is Gig'em, you know where it came from against the horn frogs Yeah, go out there and them. yeah there we go <laughs> there we go hey we are the gigum guys i'm josh this
0: is dustin we hope you had a hell of a time and we'll see you next time this will be drop in every saturday 10am we love you from the bar top banner studios in cypress texas we'll see you next time and them. whoop